Okay, let's begin. Um, we are on a theme uh, of but we see Jesus. Um, so this whole month and uh, maybe a little, little more, we want to just focus on this theme. And Vinu shared uh, um, from the life of Daniel uh, last week. He shared about his life and to this theme of but we see Jesus. He sh- shared beautifully how Daniel and his friends... Although they were in captivity, they saw Jesus into their times of persecution and trials and, and came out victorious. And, and he covered almost uh, more than half of the book and just diving into the stories of Daniel and how God came into different times from, from his young age to his old age. And he saw Jesus in each and every situation. So it was so wonderful to learn that from the life of Daniel. I have another person this morning to share about. From his life, uh, he's from New Testament and one of the disciples of Jesus. Any guesses? <laughs> Those who were there in the first service don't answer. <laughs> okay. I didn't get yet the right answer. You have 12 options. You can choose. <laughs> Okay, Thomas. Thomas is the right one. Uh, you will get your reward. Keith. God will give you. Okay. Thomas, also known as Didymus. So we are going to look uh, at his life and the famous scripture which is, uh, we, we try to look into Thomas's life. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. We are going to look in from John 20, from 24 to 29. And I'm going to read this. You can follow, if you can, look at that. Or you can follow in your Bible, John 20, from 24 to 29. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put into my sight. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We have uh, read this passage many times. I'm sure you might have heard about this. And Thomas became famous, by the way, after this passage. And we all know him by adding one adjective to his name. Doubting Thomas. See uh, how quick you are. When you, when you think about Thomas, you exactly know what to say. And uh, I sometimes feel bad about him, actually, because uh, even other disciples also doubted in some way or the other. Anyway, uh, so... So Thomas became um, the word doubting uh, because of this story. And um, so this, this passage talks about he, he didn't believe that Jesus rose again and he doubted. And he said, I'm going to uh, experience myself. I want to see myself. I want to experience the, the hands, the, the, the pierced hands and the, 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 his body, which is uh, the, um, I want to put my finger uh, on his side, my hand on his side, and then only I will believe. And then Jesus comes and shows himself to him, and Thomas believes. So that is what this passage talks about. Um, it was not easy for Thomas uh, to, to believe Jesus. So we, we cannot say that uh, Thomas doubted. I mean, 
if the roles were reversed, just imagine if Thomas saw Jesus and he would, he would have come and told other disciples, I'm sure many would have said the same thing. So it was just that Thomas was not there. And, uh, but, uh, and because the situation was very tense and uh, you have to understand the, the, the context of this passage, you have to understand where these disciples were. Um, Thomas, uh, for Thomas, all hope was gone because he walked with Jesus for roughly three years and he, 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 he experienced all the wonderful things and, and there was hope in everybody's life, all the disciples' life and even the, the people who were following Jesus because till that time they were, they were under the Roman rule, they were still, but there was hope because Jesus was talking about the kingdom. He was talking about kingdom of God is going to happen and this is, it is near and they were saying the whole kingdom and he's our king and then so they were expecting that Jesus is going to do something far greater and he's going to establish his kingdom and remember before Jesus going uh, to the cross, people even greeted him as king. He was riding on the donkey and they were singing Hosanna. And so they were treating Jesus like king. But what happened? After Jesus went on the cross, all hopes were shattered for everyone. It shattered for everyone. And, uh, and for disciples especially, they were in fear. Because Jesus, first of all, Jesus is not with them now. There is, there is no help from Jesus who used to do miracles, who used to stand for them. He was not there and now Romans are going to hunt for the disciples. Because they have now killed Jesus, now they, are, they will be after, especially this core team of 12 disciples. And uh, one already have left them earlier. But then uh, this core team, they are, they are going to hunt. And, uh, and from a situation, of a, from a high point, they are they just went down very low. And it happens in our life as well. From a high situation, we fall badly. Have, have anyone experienced like that? You are there and suddenly you are down. Um, just a few thoughts on that. Um, I mean, we all remember a few years back in our country, there was demonetization. Yeah? And it happened for many people. After that, they just came straight down. I, I, I haven't, uh, I mean... I know a personal, uh, sorry, a person uh, from Hindi congregation. He shared his story. He was we, we met and he was sharing that uh, that during the time of demonetization. I mean, I I got to know from uh, from one of his friends uh, uh, from through auntie. And he was uh, auntie was sharing that uh, that after demonetization, he roughly he lost three crores or rupees. He has to sell his house. He has to bail himself out. So people, I'm not saying that. Uh, I mean that i mean what he had was right etc so i'm not going to all that but people came down people from a high position they straight uh, and they were on i mean people were on street because of that um, there were, uh, another testimony which happened this friday olivia was sharing about uh, her life uh, i can say because she already shared uh, from the front on friday she said that uh, um, she got a job a few weeks back and she was very happy she was praying for a job and she got she felt it was the right job and she goes, and everything fine. She started working, and after a few days, her, jo- her boss tells her that we don't need you now. And there is some problem in your, uh, if I'm not wrong, I think she shared this, some problem in your uh, tally. Huh? You don't know tally, so we didn't, uh, we didn't really uh, uh, look into it. So now we have understood that you don't know even basic tally. So, But then during the time of interview, I think she was passed and she was taken in. So it was like from high, you are straight coming down. And it happens to most of us. I mean, suddenly if someone in your family uh, you uh, is diagnosed with a sickness, a bad sickness, I mean, 
all hope is gone. I mean, you are shattered. People are shattered. Some, sometimes we meet with an accident. So, I mean, it happens. It happens. This is life. And for the disciples, it was their only hope, Jesus, which was gone. And it was not easy for Thomas. But then suddenly, after three days, for a few of the disciples and Mary Magdalene, who was the first one who, who saw the risen Christ, and there was again hope rising. So she saw Christ, and she tells the disciples, Peter runs to the grave, we know that story, and then Jesus appears to these other disciples. Thomas was not there at that time. And now again, they were back. Their hopes again started coming up from a mountain experience to a valley experience and again back to the mountain experience. And they wanted to tell Thomas about it and Thomas couldn't believe it. Thomas said, unless until I see myself, I'm not going to believe. And his argument was very like a logical, we can say. Now, I mean, I want to see a very scientific approach Thomas had. So my first point this morning is a doubting disciple. And you know, Thomas landed up in this situation, uh, we all know that, because he was not there in the first place. If he was there, I don't think we would be talking about this passage. And, uh, and sometimes we, we miss many things if we are not there with our own people. And so if you're thinking about missing meetings, think twice. Because you will miss the blessings of God. And it happens. Sometimes so, uh, something happens, so then we, oh, this, is happen- this happened in the meeting, I wish I was there. So don't miss the blessings of God. I think this is one reminder, one thing we can take from this passage, that you should not be outside of the fellowship of believers. I mean, Thomas has to spend one more week of mourning, fear, and unrest in his life. If he was there a week previous, he would have like that days would have been minus from his life. He had to uh, he had to go uh, into the the suffering and mourning a week extra in his life. And so, as I said earlier, Thomas had a very scientific approach. He wanted proof because we know that science always talks about proof. And he says in John 20 uh, that unless I see the marks of the nails in his uh, marks of the nails in his hand and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand uh, into his side, I will not believe. You know, I feel. Um, I mean, this I'm learning. I mean, we all, all are on a journey. And uh, as I'm growing more in the knowledge of God, I have to unlearn what the education system has taught me or what the society has taught me, that is think logical. There is no thinking logical in Christianity. You know what? Uh, logic, I'm not saying logic and science is bad. It's a wonderful thing. I, I'm a science student. I love science and maths. And I believe these are the tools given to us to understand the marvel creation of God. Through that, we can understand how beautifully God is created. And we can give glory to God after that. But to, to know God more in a deeper way and how God operates, it is beyond science and logic. It is beyond, because God lives beyond our time. He lives beyond our calculations. He lives beyond our dimensions. Amen? And so sometimes we try to fit God in our own logic. It doesn't happen. And Jesus demonstrated many times when he was on this earth. He violated the laws of physics many times. Example? Jesus walked on water. He violated the laws of physics. If there is a law of chemistry, if there is a term like that, he violated that as well. Turning water into wine, biology. Raising people back to life. Lazarus, after three days, no, no doctor can give a certificate and say that that person is going to come back. 
and jesus waited for that he because there was a there was a belief that uh, that spirit uh, used to uh, hover over the body for 3 days and then the spirit will leave so he waited more than that so that he can prove that he is a god over the creation he is a god of supernatural amen and he violated the even the ma- mathematical calculations five loaves two fishes feeding to 5000 i don't know what calculation it is but he did that amen so here is thomas being with jesus after after being with jesus around for 3 years and he's asking for scientific proof can you imagine he was there when jesus raised lazarus he was there and now he's doubting the resurrection of jesus but you know what jesus is not thinking thomas what a what a guy you are jesus is not saying that and he's, uh, he's thinking thomas how I, i didn't expected this from you first of all you were not there last week and now you are even you are not believing your friends your dear friends you are not believing and you know what you will remain in that situation i am not going to come jesus was not like that a god is a god of grace amen everybody say a god is a god of grace jesus showed up and he shows up in our doubts as well and sometimes he just shows up at the last minute at the last second but it happens he shows up has it has that happened to you any time he just just comes at the last and he, but then he comes amen because he is a god of, i don't know why he does that some i i believe that he likes to play hide and seek with us i mean i love played uh, playing hide and seek uh, with my daughter i mean she loves playing i mean she tells me where to hide also she says you hide there then she just trying to create the drama of hide and seek so i i enjoy that. i don't know but uh, maybe maybe god likes that and and he wants us uh, maybe he wants to test our faith and so thomas saw jesus even after doubting jesus appeared to thomas you know the word uh, thomas the, the meaning of the word thomas mean twin the didymus uh, in greek and the hebrew two words both the meanings mean twin and i don't know the scripture is not very clear who is the twin of thomas but i believe sometimes we act like twi- twin of thomas we have our own doubts in our life what are we doubting this morning some of the general i mean some of the common doubts we all carry i mean it's first of all it's about a future what is going to happen not not particularly with us what will happen for my children we always think about them what what will happen what what will happen about their education where they will work and then marriage and we always think i mean because we love our children i mean it's it's we can say it's it's obvious we, because we love them therefore we are but we are so much we are we are thinking about them what else do we doubt we doubt sometimes about the providence where the things will come for us tomorrow when we doubt about our future we have to understand that the word of god is very clear that he has great plans for each one of us amen god says for i know the plans i have for you says the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future sometimes when we when we doubt the providence of god we have to understand the even the scripture is again clear jesus says that do not worry about tomorrow look at the lilies in the fields look at the birds in the air have i not provided for them what they needed and they are uh, the scripture says they are they are clothed in the best not even solomon was clothed like that lilies are clothed like that and says the see see the birds in the air do not worry and then he goes on say jesus says 
that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else shall be added unto it. Are we doubting the salvation of our family members sometimes? We are so worried. I mean, we are worried because we, we love them. And, and, but the scripture is again very clear. The promise of God, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Amen? What are we doubting this morning? Are you doubting that he is he's a risen God? He is really a risen God or not? I mean, Thomas was doubting. And from this story we know that Jesus appeared to Thomas. And uh, Jesus can appear to us as well. It's not that Jesus cannot appear to us physically. And there are, if Jesus wants, he will appear. If there is a need, he will appear. And for Thomas there was a need that he wanted to see Jesus. And Jesus appeared to him. There's a, there's a famous story of uh, Sadhu Sundar Singh, if you know. He was a missionary. He was a convert from Sikh background. And he was so desperate. He wanted to meet the real God. And he was so confused in his life, in his early teen, teenage when he was in school. Then he wanted to give his life. Uh, give, I mean, he, was, he wanted to die. And he, he, he just gave an ultimatum to God. God, you show up to me who you are. Otherwise, I'm going to kill myself. There is a railway line outside my house. The train is going to come around this time. I'm going to lay my life. But you know what? Jesus appeared to him. Amen? Jesus, Jesus can do that. There are many stories of Muslim had visions of Jesus and then they believed. And if the situation arises, Jesus will come. But you know what? Jesus called us to see him with the eyes of faith. Because Jesus tells Thomas in the same passage, Blessed are those who have not seen yet believed. Amen? You are more blessed if you have... If we have not seen, but we have believed, we are more blessed. And uh, blessing means we will have a greater reward in heaven. And you know, uh, sometimes, uh, many times, in fact, as a, in, a, in a Christian life, doubt also comes when we are not grounded in the word of God. And uh, what I read just now were, were the word of God. Because we are not grounded in the word of God, the doubt comes. And with the doubt will lead us to sin. So we sin. We just take a different path altogether in our life. We try something else which is not right according to the word of God and we, we keep when, when we fall into sin because we are not grounded in the word of God. So keep reading the word of God, um, believing the word of God. He's our savior. He's a risen savior. And that's what Thomas experienced uh, in his life. He saw Jesus. He saw Jesus. I, I don't know whether he really touched Jesus because Jesus asked him, you can touch because Jesus can read our minds. He knew what Thomas was thinking when he was, when Jesus was not, not there when Thomas was speaking to the disciples. But Jesus, Jesus knew because he's a, he's a risen Lord. And he's a, he's, a, he's a God who knows everything. So Jesus comes, he says, you can, you, can, you can touch me, Thomas. You can, you can put your fingers, you can lay, put your hand on my side. But I don't know, scripture is not very clear that whether Thomas actually did that. But looking at Jesus, he said, my Lord and my God. Amen. That leads me to my second point, a worshipping Christian. From a doubting disciple, Thomas has become a worshipping true Christian. He saw Jesus. He received the grace of God. The grace of God was there because Jesus came to Thomas. That was the grace of God. And Thomas, the, 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 um, the, what Thomas, the way he, he portrayed himself in front of Jesus to, was worship. He worshipped Jesus. He said, my Lord and my God. And that is the last testimony in the book of John which talks about the deity of Jesus in the gospel of John. There are many such uh, things like which, which says like my Lord and my God. One of the things is Peter when, he, when Peter said that you are the Christ son of the living God and this is the last one where 
Thomas is saying, my Lord and my God, which means master and almighty. Is he your master? He, he has come, he has showed himself in your doubt, he has already met with you. Are you worshipping him? Or are you, just, are you just there? You have not moved ahead. What does uh, I mean by that? I mean that your relationship has to, you have to come to a living relationship with God. You don't come to Jesus just to have things from Jesus. He will, he will come, he will provide you. As I said earlier, he's, he's going to bless your family. If you, if you have any doubt, you come to Jesus, he will do that. But our response should be worship. Our response should be my Lord and my God. Is he your master? Is he your almighty? Almighty means nothing is impossible for him. Amen? He, it happened to Thomas because he saw Jesus. And Jesus revealed himself to Thomas. But Thomas not only, as he said, he, he was not saved because he saw Jesus. He saved because he believed in Jesus. Are you believing in Jesus? When Thomas saw Jesus, he believed. And Jesus said, as I said earlier, blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. Is Jesus your Lord and God? Don't only, uh, don't only come to Jesus for miracles. And his true worship, uh, he worshipped Jesus. And he not only worshipped Jesus, he obeyed what Jesus said after that. There is a, there's a passage in Matthew. Uh, there is a similar instance where Matthew describes in a different way. And after the, all this happened, in Matthew 28, Jesus co- came to them, the disciples, and told them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He worshipped Jesus, but he, again he didn't remain there. He became a commissioned apostle. He obeyed the word of God. He obeyed what Jesus commanded the disciples to do. Jesus said, go to the whole nations and and teach people about what I taught and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. And Thomas exactly did that. You know what I mean? Where Thomas went? He was apostle to India from 52 AD to 72 AD. These are the uh, dates which are which we have people have got it from from history and there are many documents although the the acts of the the acts of the apostles as the book of acts is, is not elab, doesn't give much account about what has happened in Thomas's life after that but there are other documents there are other books from where we can learn the history of Thomas i'm not saying the other books we are not considering as the scriptures but we can gain some information from that so there is a book called acts of thomas it's an apocryphal book written in 380 which talks about the the story of Thomas. So, and there is a, according to uh, the tradition in Kerala, Thomas landed in India, in Kerala, in Kranganur uh, uh, place in Mali Island, in in Alvik coast in 52 AD. And there were already Jewish people staying, uh, living there. In, from the first century, he preached gospel to them. He told them about Jesus. He told them about risen. He might have shared his story about how Jesus met him. And he has actually seen risen Jesus after he died. And the synagogues where Jews were, the synagogues became Christian churches at that time. He not only shared gospel in Kerala. History also says that. He also went to the north of India to a place in Indus Valley, which is currently in Pakistan. Takshila University at the time of Mauryan dynasty. 
it, it was the capital of Gondoporus, uh, Gondoporus kingdom. And he later, the story also says that he converted the king's daughter and his newly wed groom. He traveled the whole of India, returned back to Kerala. He established seven odd churches there uh, where he put 12 Brahman families as teachers and over 300 converts from uh, upper caste Hindu backgrounds. And these new converts were called St. Thomas Christians. These churches are one of the most ancient churches in India. So there are several uh, references to Thomas's acts in India. Uh, not only this uh, uh, apocryphal book of Acts of Thomas, but there is a Syri- Syrian document which says, written in 2nd century AD, which says, India and all its own countries and those bordering on it, even to the farthest sea, received the apostles' hand of priesthood from Judas Thomas, who was the guide and ruler in the church, which he built there and ministered there, written in 2nd century AD. There's a document, Ambrose of Milan, written in 333 AD. Even to those kingdoms which were shut out by rugged mountains became accessible to them as India to Thomas, Persia to Matthew. And Jerome writes in 342 AD, Jesus dwelled in all places with Thomas in India, with Peter in Rome, with Paul in Ilcrium, with Titus in Crete, with Andrew in Achaia, and with each apostolic man in each and all countries. So these documents confirms that Thomas came to India. And evidently, Thomas' ministry, uh, as I said, covered the whole of nation of India in 20 years. And in 72 AD, it is said that he was speared to death um, uh, at Mylapur near uh, Chennai uh, district. And his remains are still there. There's, I suppose there is a church where, where you can see his remains, Church of Thomas in, in Chennai. And um, his remains, uh, some of the remains were taken back to Italy where they have a church there as well. So what do we learn from this story? How, how can a doubting disciple can become a dying disciple? It can only happen when he saw Jesus. Because he saw Jesus, it happened in his life. If you have any doubt that Jesus is the Lord, I think Thomas is the best example because how can a person give a life without knowing that the one he's worshipping is the true God. And Thomas saw the risen Lord. He saw the pierced hands of Jesus. It means Jesus died on the cross. Thomas saw the, 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 the side of Jesus where it was pierced. He has experienced Jesus in person. And with that made Thomas to go all out and share the life of Jesus with others. He saw Jesus. So your doubt of Jesus being Lord, I think Thomas very much clears that doubt. And God's grace was there with him. He, he saw risen Christ and his story, as I said, his story, his work in India enables us to believe that Jesus is the Lord and he's the risen Christ. And if you have any other doubt, God is going to meet with you this morning. And, uh, and as I said earlier, the scripture is very clear. Blessed are those who have not seen him or rather seen with the eyes of faith and believe in his eternal work and believed in his eternal work over our lives. They are more blessed. This morning, if you have any doubt, maybe let's just close our eyes. There might be situations in your life. You're thinking about future. You're thinking about your family. You're thinking about what is going to happen with my job. I have not got job for a while. And there could be many things. You have many doubts. But just want to tell you that as God met Thomas on that day, and Thomas saw the risen Christ, you're going to meet with the Lord today. God is going to speak with you. 
there might be delay in your situation but certainly god will meet with you he knows the right time father i want to pray for each one of us lord god lord we might be sitting here with carrying many doubts lord god at different levels lord god and i want to pray that lord you bless each one of us lord god lord as you met thomas you're going to meet with us lord god lord you're going to meet with us today lord god even in our situation lord god where we have not thought lord we have gone and and wanted to go in some other direction lord god but i pray that lord forgive us lord god let our trust be on you and you alone lord god Lord as you reinstated Thomas Lord God as you as you were merciful to Thomas Lord God he will be merciful to us this morning Lord God Lord help us to see you Lord God Thank you Father in Jesus name Amen May God bless you may you have a great week